um, so normally you know you would have more songs in the start but we're going to i think the message also talks about some of the stuff that um, we're going to sing later and um, so we'll probably just switch it up good let's all look back on to the letter that uh, peter has written us and the entire church in the first first um, epistle or the first letter of peter chapter 1 and today we will continue from verse 3 um i'm going to read it because i thought i'll give you all a bit of time to just adjust so blessed be god and father of our lord jesus christ according to his great mercy he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of christ from dead I was reading this also in Deutsch and in, um, there's a very simple version called Hoffnerfeile. Um, it said, Gelobt sei Gott, der Vater unserer Herr, Jesus Christus. In seiner große Erbarmen hat er uns neu Leben geschenkt. Wir sind neu geboren, weil Jesus Christus von der Tod aufgestanden ist und jetzt erfüllt uns eine lebendige Hoffnung. You know, I really liked how um, the German word uses lebendige Hoffnung or even in ESV they say living hope and today um, we are going to look at just two push two words from this whole thing because I think that sets our foundation that sets our primary um, primary point okay, two words so I'm trying you know I had been praying hard I've been asking Lord for wisdom so that I don't confuse or make things hard but I want to us to understand this and this is really important uh, because once we get these things um, you know most everything else comes into picture um, Carmen sister sent uh, read a verse before I actually uh, sister do you can you actually tell me which verse it is and you could read that again um, before you started Yes, sister. Colossians 3. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Colossians 3 verse 12. Put on as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, um, compassionate, with compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness and patience. Um... Yeah, so that uh, three, uh, 12 to 17, uh, that's, you know, it's so amazing how Paul writes the same thing that Peter writes. And today, Carmen was reminding us in the more, um, in the start, like, you know, um, Acts ends with Paul being in Rome and being killed by Nero. And Peter is also waiting to be killed by Nero. And um, that is, it's both are going parallelly in the same time or very similar time. And both are writing letters to the churches that they have... Um, planted or they have, they have started or they have been able to be influential in that. Not a competition but rather taking care of their loved ones. And um, and these letters would often be passed among every church. So pe people who read Peter's letter would get Paul's letter after six months. So, But the message never changes. 
because here also Peter also starts this letter that we saw it in detail last week and the week before and the week before saying this is to the elect exiles you know since we are chosen people who are not at home and uh, Peter begins the same letter to all of us here and we saw we saw that you know what it feels like you know not being home so this week um, so last week also we saw I think I want to con um, clarify something from last week in last week we saw a lot of Old Testament stories Peter writes these just you know two three words see for example in chapter 1 verse 2 he says we are called for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling of his blood last week I said that this is connected to the Old Testament um, and where it is connected is uh, the people leave Egypt come out come in front of Sinai they have a great great worship session they kill a thousand of oxen and there's a huge basin full of blood and um, God tells Moses take half of it and pour it on the altar to say that I am willing to forgive all his sins and take the half of it and pour it on the people saying that this is a new covenant in blood that you will be my people and I will be your God and Peter is taking the same portion and telling to us listen we have been given the spirit and called by God for what so that he can sprinkle his blood on us that means he is calling us into the same promise that the Old Testament people were called that means brothers and sisters this is the joy of a Christian life that says we are co-heirs not just with um, each other but with the Old Testament Abraham and Isaac all these great 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 people God has called us into and um, and you know many times we also hear that people say oh, God in the Old Testament is not like the God in the New Testament you know um, there was someone who told um, this in a funny way he said um, God was initially very angry and um, powerful and and then angels come to him between the 400 years time that God you know very angry you need to go for some counseling God goes into some counseling and in the New Testament he's always very loving uh, well no no this is one of the ways that we find out that you know God has not changed the believers looked at the Old Testament and looked at the New Testament in the same manner they did not say oh the God of the Old Testament is not the, it's not God of the New Testament God of Old Testament is same God of the New Testament the Jews are called chosen people here we are called the chosen people they were they were given the blood of the lamb blood of the oxen of a covenant we have been given blood of Christ's covenant God has not changed that's the first thing God is still the same yesterday today and forever Amen so coming back to the story coming back what is the truth? Peter is telling that we are not people of the world. God's calling has changed our identity. You know, many people today struggle with the whole identity, you know. Um, and today we're going to look at these two words, born again and living hope, and we're going to see how that puts our identity. Okay? So being born to Christ gives us a new identity. And Paul, geez, Peter wants us to know that this our home is not here, and we are called by God into a new home. So because God called us, the world that we live in become our strange land. And um, and you know, let's see, how do I put this? You know, 
you know when sitting and i will go when we go to india i know it's a really weird example but bear with us um we would look like the people in india but if someone says hey what show me your passport we have because we have now a german passports we saw a german person they say sorry sir please get out of the country you're not belonging to this country but we eat the same thing we live in the same way and and but still we don't belong there we cannot say hey can i stay six more months they say sorry sir your visa is expired please go out in the same way in our spiritual lives we live in this world whether in germany india anywhere and god has called us and that has given us a new identity though we eat the same food though we take the same cars or there is a new thing that god is changing in our life that slowly by slowly people realize wait these people are not from this place and that makes our life much worth it so let's start um looking at this in a much more detail hebrews 11 verse 39 um hebrews is 11 is a chapter where we read it's just two three pages before um where we read about all these great people of faith people like cain and abel and abraham and jacob and joseph and hebrews 11 verse 39 last verse says for all of these people did great things through their faith but they did not receive what was promised because god had provided something better for us that with apart from us they should not be made perfect what he's saying is this he's saying there's a promise that god made fulfilled in to for us and all those people who did amazing great stuff like gideon barak uh, samson david samuel all the prophets moses rehab all of these great amazing people that we read in the bible they all were looking for a, a promise that was supposed to come and we were the first people to get those promise i mean technically early christians got and then will be born now but we still have got the promise and and we have to realize how precious it is how wonderful it is only then we realize um why it matters um you know let me give you a st- personal story again um around the time i married sini i wanted to give her a gift and i thought because we didn't know each other we had arranged marriage so we didn't know i didn't know so much about her so i thought her parents and she lived in new zealand for a very long time so i searched very deeply and found this very strange new zealand fruit i forgot his name now um and i found this fruit and i found in london a place that uh, sold it and um went there week after week because they said sir we'll only get one tiny box if that's over it's over and i would go every week to their warehouse after work at 8 o'clock 9 o'clock in the night waiting to see the delivery like every friday they would say sorry sir no delivery and one time i got it i packed it and uh, on the next time i came to meet sini i think after we got married um i bought it uh, she was not so such a fan of the fruit plus she also did not live in new zealand for so much she was like oh thank you nice fruit and she ate it but what am i trying to tell you is this 
there was so much meaning in that fruit which she didn't understand and in the same way when we tell that we are called by god we sometimes fail to realize their entire meaning see how we are called by god look at that words like um last week we saw that we've been called by god the father look at that that's so amazing called by god the father sanctified by the spirit so that we may obey jesus christ look the whole trinity is in your calling people say there's no trinity in the bible well there is this verse that says you have been so called by god so let's ask ourselves a question who decides that we will be called and elected god the father how do we become elects how does god choose us through holy spirit working in us and why do we become chosen to obey jesus and for sprinkling of his blood you see that in the same way my gift entire beauty could not be understood by my wife at that time maybe she understands it better now um but in the same way we do not sometimes fully grasp this idea that god calling you is such meaningful so now we're going to see why he what he is doing because of this calling okay that is verse number 3 so we just finished the introduction peter starts his letter with an old hymn so verse 3 starts in in jewish culture they would say blessed be the lord maker of heaven and earth they that's a hymn but peter modifies it a bit and says blessed be god and father of our lord jesus christ um in my bible there's an exclamation mark i'm not sure if any other bible has it i really like that exclamation mark it says peter is telling it as a hymn saying brothers this is the first step that we have a father and he has called us as children now for what how has he called us through his great mercy we saw that even last week and the week before that is only through god's mercy that he has called us for what he, he has caused us to be born again to the living hope and today we're going to look a spend a spend a bit of time seeing what born again is now where do we first see the word born again i i i could not remember a lot of portions so i googled it but even then i couldn't think of anything much earlier than that the earliest portion of born again is in the story of jesus and nicodemus okay so what happens is this is in john chapter 3 there was a man a wise man or a teacher of the law named nicodemus who was interested in jesus he came in the middle of the night he asked jesus what um um what must man so he said so rabbi he says rabbi we don't know we know that you are a teacher from god no one can do these things unless god is with them so technically he said jesus there's something about you i want to know what it is and i want to see what you're talking about the kingdom of god and jesus answers him so he's not nicodemus did not ask those questions directly but from jesus answer we understand john chapter 2 verse Three, Jesus said to him, "Truly, truly, or in other words, Amen, Amen. 
I tell you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that's the first statement that I can remember where Jesus talks about being born again. Nicodemus asks thousands of questions and um, Jesus says to him just simply, Truly, truly, or again, Amen, Amen, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So Peter is using the same lines here. He's saying, we have been born again to the living hope. And Jesus says to Nicodemus, do not be do not marvel that I said you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear a sound, but you do not know where it comes. And I was thinking about this portion. That's when God led my attention to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel, in 37th chapter, all of you might have heard this story at least one time. He is taken by God into a place of dry bones. And there are human bones all over. Everything is bone I mean well, technically they are bone dry so everything is bone dry and Ezekiel th looks around and God asks Ezekiel in chapter 37 Ezekiel I'll read that portion son of man can these bones live and Ezekiel answered oh God you know and God says prophesy these bones over these bones and say to them oh dry bones hear the word of God and thus says the Lord, Behold, I will cause a breath to enter you, and you will live. Um, verse 9. Prophesy to them, to the, to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, or to the wind. Thus says the Lord, Come out from the four winds of breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, the breath came and the pe and they stood up. The people, they, you know, on the bones came the muscles and on the skin and everything came. And they stood up on their feet and they were a great army. Jesus is telling the same line here. He's saying to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, the wind will blow. The spirit, the same spirit that God showed Ezekiel, in Ezekiel 37 that gave life to those bones is the same spirit Jesus is saying here that spirit will give life to dead people the Holy Spirit is the one that gives life to dead people like um, we have to understand one thing we were dead in our sin and the, I mean so this is going to be a bit technical but don't worry when we were dead in our sins, we found it easier to sin because we were dead in our sins. That was home to us. His spirit brought us to life where he gave us the ability to live in the spirit. And that is why Jesus is telling to Nicodemus, the wind will blow. God will choose men and women. You will not hear, you will hear a sound, but you do not know where it comes and where it goes. And so is everyone who is born of spirit. He's saying, God will raise up men and women all around. And you can only know that God has raised them up because you hear that sound. And Peter is saying this, saying, you are born again by the will of God. God caused his spirit to be on you and to set in you to give you a new life from death. 
we are going back and forth but this is one first sentence um first thing jesus t- talks about being born again he says the spirit causes a man to be born again and his god is the one who tells the wind where to go okay that's the first step being born again is a work of the spirit so done by god we saw that in peter peter just taking uh, taking two three words and saying hey this is where jesus told about this is what jesus talked about now nicodemus asked jesus again this is john chapter 3 how can these things be jesus says i told if i told you earthly things and you don't believe and how can you believe if i tell you earth, heavenly things no one can come into heaven except the one who's come he's jesus saying this i am the one speaking it he's telling that he has authority to say these things and he says this as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so shall the son of man be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life this is saying second part of being born again first one god's causes you to be born again through his spirit second one only those who look on to jesus will be born again that's the second part of being born again is god causing it and faith in jesus christ is the cause of born again so jesus says one tiny story there as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness um you may know it if it but just so that your memory is refreshed this is story people left israel they were coming into the wilderness they got manna they got water but then they were still grumpy and angry and tired of the whole journey and they said we don't like this at all they started grumbling in moses grumbling against god and god said they are going to be punished god sent fiery serpents or really poisonous snakes from the desert sand that bit them and everyone who bit died but i believe there's small time between them getting bit and dying people said sorry and god told moses build a serpent out of bronze and sit it up on the number chapter 21 stick it up on a on a um pole and moses built this and you see that in exodus chapter 21 or 21 or the leviticus 21 wait i'm so sorry i made a mistake it is uh, numbers 21 numbers 21 bronze serpent so moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole and if a serpent bit anyone from the sand if a serpent bit anyone he would look on the bronze serpent and live so the now this is how i imagined it and i like um something in this he said there are serpents all over the floor you are bitten by a serpent you look onto the bronze serpent and you walk you get healed you walk you walk only looking onto the bronze serpent because the moment you start looking down onto the floor and saying oh i don't want to get bitten by this serpent you're going to stab on another serpent said that that's going to bite you you walk looking at the bronze serpent brothers and sisters for us that is what jesus says or you know the same thing what peter experienced also jesus says this anyone who looks at me and loves will have eternal life not at the world not at the way how we can fight thousand sins but rather making jesus is our only number one priority 
this is exactly what peter experienced also when peter was walking in the on on the water with jesus jesus tells him to come out of the boat when did peter start falling down when he started looking at the waves and winds but if peter had only been looking at peter at jesus he would have not fallen this is same thing they just saying we have number of stories in the bible that are very similar because god wants us to know that it is only through him and through him alone we have life this is why peter says the reason for our hope for eternity is that we are born again and and i know all of i know all of your lives but again i'm just saying that if you find that hard to believe if you find that you are not in that place and if you feel that the wind the spirit is stirring your heart sit down and sit down today night pray and tell god to that you will put your entire you put your entire hope you put your hope in the wrong place and you want to only place it on jesus today is your day this is your calling and listen and give your life to jesus in second corinthians verse 4 chapter 4 verse 6 it said god said let the light shine out of darkness god, uh, god who has said let the light shine out of darkness that god has shown in our hearts and given us the light of the knowledge of glory of god in the face of christ you saying you have been saved from the darkness by the very god who said to sun please appear be created that same powerful god made the light in your dark hearts or in our dark hearts and said let that light shine and that light paul is saying in second corinthians 4 is jesus christ this is the first thing he loves us and he caused us to be born again into a new hope in jesus christ the second part of the message a hope that is living what in the of deutsch lebendiger hoffnung i love it in german so what is but you know it's kind of funny when you think about it why is it called living hope the reason is there are two other type of hope um one is dead hope and second is dying hope i'll explain to you we all hope that tomorrow morning we wake up we get a nice cup of tea whether you make it of your own or someone else makes it for you we all hope we get a nice cup of tea but this hope is not the greatest thing in the world it does not excite us we say yeah hope and then we also read that people who hope in christ have an inheritance that's imperishable undefiled unfading that's verse chapter first peter chapter 1 verse 4 kept in heaven so both those hopes are very different right the hope of getting a chaya in the morning and the hope of living eternally with jesus christ they are different so we're going to look at what it means living hope produces a fruit in our life it changes our person 
let me give you an let me give you a story that i heard i was listening to many sermons trying to make this work out for us so that we understand it clearly so uh one there's this thing called um stock stocktail paradox is a psychological term don't worry about it it talks about a, there's some there's a soldier in the vietnam war who was captured as put in um put in the vietnamese prison as a prisoner of war and um and many prisoners did not come out of vietnam they were all they were all dead they all got heartbroken and they died but this guy lived after 2 3 years of being in the prison this man's name is stockdale so someone asked him um james a reporter asked him he said well, how did you survive when others did not he said that's easy um the people who did not survive they were the optimist they were the ones who said we are going to be out by christmas and christmas would come and go that is they'll say no we'll be out by easter then easter would come and go then they said we'll be out by thanksgiving and then that also that also did not happen and then they will say okay we'll wait for the next christmas and that also did not happen and then by next year they were died of broken hearted but stockdale said one thing i knew was i would be out but at the same time i knew that this is not going to be easy it's going to be a long process for it he said you should never confuse faith that you will prevail to the end that means you will live without accepting the realities of life and stockdale says that hope comes with a fact hope is based on real stuff and not wishes um if you guys give me one second um i need to do something here my laptop was dying um <laughs> good so you know most of us sometimes think about hope and wish on the same lines and it's important to realize the difference new brother would be easily able to say what peter says in first peter 3:15 first peter 3:15 says always be ready to give a defense for the reason why you hope in and i'll tell you the difference how many of us wake up every morning and wish gravity is still there we wake up and say oh gravity is there we don't we maybe as babies we learned that we fall 10 times we realize okay there's something called gravity we set that as our primary thing in life we don't say that gravity is not there but when we no look listen to this statement i wish to be with jesus after i die next statement i hope to be with jesus after i die do they sound similar to our ears if that does sound similar then we have to ask what hope is and what wishes now here these sentences i when i wake up tomorrow i wish there is gravity and when i wake up tomorrow i hope there is gravity what i'm trying to tell you is when we do not know what wishing is and what hoping is we often tend to confuse them both we hope because of jesus christ 
I'm going to read. Uh, okay, because I think a few of us are bored. I'm going to ask Sini to read Ephesians one eighteen. Uh, Kama says, "Can you read Psalms one thirty verse five? And Shubha sister, Romans fifteen verse thirteen. Come, sister. Yes. Okay, and super sister. Thirteen. Yeah. portions we read that the hope is based on who God is. This is what the Spirit does in our life. The Holy Spirit, when we are born again, He starts changing us in the same way as when we are children and we fell down five times on the floor and we realized, okay, there's something called gravity or we don't know, we did not call it gravity when we were five years old or two years old. But we realized that there is something there that always attracts us. The same manner, the Holy Spirit starts putting in our life this new hope that says, this is something fundamental in our life. Because brothers and sisters, um, the, without hope, we would not be able to honor God the way we have. This is why Peter writes, Blessed be God our Father, who because of his great mercy caused us to be born again to a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus. So first one, we are born again. We are born again because God is merciful and we have this hope because Jesus Christ rose from the death. It's hard many times when we go through persecutions and troubles to put a hope. Um, I was reading John Piper on the same topic and he said there was a shooting in um, Kenya uh, where university students would be shot and they would the gunman would hold the gun and say Christian or Muslim he's a Muslim he'll walk Christian he'll get shot and imagine and he said imagine that we are standing in the line what are we going to start thinking our hope is based on are we going to say that oh because my parents were Christians or because of tradition or what about historical arguments we say yeah we have this historical possible in this history and what if all of a sudden when we are scared our heart wants us to live our entire body wants us to live and we say oh maybe that history is not correct or maybe the logic is not right this is why we have to stop ourselves and ask am i wishing that christ rose from death or am i hoping christ rose from death but when we are hoping christ rose from death we would be able to say yes we are christian when we say we wish in Christ's death, 
that moment we would not be able to stand on our feet that's a very hard example but but that is how the holy spirit should work in our life the basis of living hope is the mercy of god that, that is totally undeserved the resurrection of jesus that because jesus rose from death he has called us into an indestructible life that is our hope in the next few verses we we would see that in verse 5 we would see that how this hope affects our life we will how we walk in verse 5 that we will have love for jesus we will have rejoicing in times of suffering we will be sorrowful yet be glad and that in verse 4 says we are being kept preserved um and the gift that god is giving us his eternal life is imperishable undefiled unfaded that means not is not going to get spoiled is not going to get changed it is not going to go away it is kept for us God is merciful and he costs us to be born again. He gives us his faith. Christ died for us. This is our hope. So when we go through trials, temptations, failures, long suffering, we must remember that we are still in God's hands. And this causes us to have a great inheritance no one can take away. We have a reservation at the table in heaven and angels are waiting and they will say, Hey, look, this is brother JP. When he gave to his life to Christ, we were celebrating wow nice to see you brother we had a party when you changed your bro, came to christ isn't that amazing you don't believe it read jesus said the angels will be celebrating when one sinner repents brother sisters they had a party at you when you came to christ when you go and meet angels they say this joy we never knew but god did it for you first peter verse 12 says it was revealed to them that they that all these people were not serving themselves but they were serving you um towards last but um things into which angels even long to look they were angels were surprised at your salvation so this is how hope a living hope changes our life where we have learned to put our hope in the resurrection Christ daily just like the same way as a baby learns as they start to walk daily saying there is something under my feet this is like gravity is holding me down the hope that Christ Christ that will hold us down just med- let's meditate on those and be encouraged ask yourself Are you hopeful? Is your faith bearing the change in your nature? Amen. Come, sister.